1: <clears throat> podcast Network Asia
0: Welcome to She Talks Peace, a podcast that highlights the role of women peacebuilders around the world in bringing lasting peace and security to their communities. Eavesdrop into their conversations and get to know their stories. From the Philippines to Malaysia, from Indonesia to Palestine, from Myanmar to the United States their dreams and their hopes for a world without violence and a world where every woman and girl can be whoever she wants to be. Hosted by Amina Rasul Bernardo, President of the Philippine Center for Islam and Democracy, and Dina Zaman, a Malaysian journalist and co-founder of Iman Research. This is She Talks Peace.
2: Hello everyone! Welcome to another episode of She Talks Peace. This is Amina Rasul of the Philippine Center for Islam and Democracy, greeting you from Manila. And my
3: lovely co-host. Hi, everyone. I'm Dina Zaman of Iman Research Malaysia. Welcome to She Talks Peace, especially to our listener from Kyrgyzstan. Hi, Dina. Can you imagine?
2: We have, and not one, we have two listeners from Kyrgyzstan. That's, that's, That's pretty cool. So how yes, are you today? Yes. How is your uh, PhD coming along? You were sounding a little stressed earlier.
3: <laughs> I'm having an existential crisis. <laughs> it's not been easy, you know. I mean, it's really not been busy and easy. I'm driving my supervisor crazy. I'm driving myself crazy. <laughs> but yeah, it has to be done. Yes. Uh, so enough about me. How about you? Much well, better, you no? Know? Yeah,
2: no PhD work for me. I'm too lazy (laughs) to do that. Not like you
3: and our (laughs)
2: friend who's listening. I would rather watch anime on Netflix. Yeah. Hey Dina, I have been binging on Ghibli anime movies. Have you ever watched any of Hayao Miyazaki's animation movies, like Totoro, Spirited Away, Princess
3: Kaguya? Yes, yes, they are, they're really, really emotional animation films. I think they're more like cartoons for adults, more yeah. than children,
2: yeah? Yep. You know, my, my first movie, uh, Ghibli movie, was Princess Mononoke. Oh. And uh, I have actually placed some wood spirit Kodama in my little garden in okay. hidden places, you know, and... um but but you know Princess Mononoke I really love the way Prince Ashitaka battled the evil that was spreading inside of him in order to save the people he loved and the communities that he became a part of and I also like the name of the wolf god Moro you know why that's what the Spanish conquistadores called us Muslims of Mindanaos they called us mm-hmm. moros After the Moors, who conquered parts of Spain and ruled Spain for a while. And uh, the name Ghibli was chosen by Miyazaki from an Italian noun, Ghibli, Mm -hmm. but it was based on a Libyan Arabic name for hot desert wind. The idea being Ghibli Studio would blow a new wind through the anime industry. hi Dina, how I wish that the Ghibli would blow new wind into our peace efforts and uh, lift us up to help rehabilitate those who have been ensnared into terrorist
3: activities. Oh, me too, Amina. But, you know, we do have real-life people who've done wonderful work in rehabilitation of recruits, victims of violent extremist groups, like our next guest, our friend. I think we all know who he is Nurhuda Ismail the first time we met him was at a Google event in 2016 and he was very kind to us Amina he found a bunch of researchers who didn't know what they were doing but they were doing anyway so uh, he kind of like took us under you know and uh, started mentoring us but sweet to all to all our listeners please welcome Nurhuda Ismail who's an author Filmmaker, activist and self-described repentant journalist and has a desire to tell, you know, a larger story about terrorism, foreign fighters and why people join violent organisations. He's also the founder of the Institute for International Peacebuilding in Indonesia and has a PhD in politics and international relations at Monash University. He's now a fellow at RSIS NTU Singapore. Wow yeah welcome, <laughs> Noor, welcome, Noor
1: Huda, to g talks peace Hey, welcome, thank you very much for having me. It's always nice, surrounded by people whom I know dearly, and I really, really admire your work too, Amina and also Dina your your introduction means uh, sounds like I'm a cool person, you know. I'm just like a, a guy who likes to hang out with you guys. You're a cool person.
2: know, right. the first time I met Noor, uh-huh. I think, that I think it was in Singapore. Uh, you were making a presentation about that uh, documentary that you yeah. did, yeah. following the recruits into Jamaa Islami, I gather. And you actually followed these teenagers? Yeah. About why they were joining, and you actually got uh, one or two of them out of um,
3: violent extremism and started their livelihood. Were you there, Dina? Uh, no. I met him separately, not in Singapore. In uh, Tokyo, right? In, uh, in Tokyo.
1: Hoda? That's when you talk about anime, ring the bells. In fact, <laughs> we, we went to the fish market, you
3: know. Yes, at 4 o'clock <laughs> in the morning to watch tuna being carved up for sushi. It was you? <laughs> It was Nick and I and we had to share one stool to have sashimi early in the morning.
4: No, yeah, so, so it's a cool moment,
1: you
3: know. <laughs> I still have the photo. <laughs> yeah. Here we are many many years later, right?
1: Time flies.
3: Yeah, what have you been up to? Please tell me, Namina.
1: In the Nasa, what I'm trying to say is about not about creepy subject terrorism. It's <laughs> one, one word only, humanity matters, that's all. So people always wrongly assume that my work always talking about terrorism. In the end of the day, I just treat you to humanize other human yeah. beings. You know? So that is the core of my work, you know, to help them to find their new calling in their life. And later on only when I studied in San St. Andrews I learned the term oh de radicalization or oh, disengagement. But when I started off my work I period that no one born as a terrorist, they should be given a second chance. This kind of understanding came from my own unique and a bit creepy background when I shared <laughs> literally when, with many of the so called terrorists who are running around in your country, Amina and also. Yeah. And your place, you so there these people are my old roommate, you know. I eat bakso, noodle, and nasi goreng, and all of that together, oh, yeah. play football. So I see the, I saw their human aspect before the government, the um, media demonize them only in that particular aspect, you know. And then, you know, like a, uh, there, is a, there was an absence of nuance, so there is absence of understanding of the process, obsession of the essentializing this individual, a single story, you know, which is, this guy's terror. Yeah, they are terrorists. It's horrible. But you need to understand the level of engagement, the process, and things like that. You know,
2: you know I, I really am amazed at, at what you had done in your foundation before you started your, your PhD. You're really like a Ghibli. You know, <laughs> giving wind to to the radicalization. How how did you manage to break the bonds, uh, Nurhuda? About mm. that, I, I I know that you you try and look at victims, not just perpetrators. But tell me, how were you able to reach out to them and actually get them out of the violent extremism network?
1: I think to, to make it easy to understand, I can summarize into three steps. Number one, what I call it, the concept will be a triple H approach. Number one will be heart. Before you talk about their ideology, before you try to get them out from the network, one thing that you need to earn will be trust. Heart. You need to win their heart. And to win, to win their heart, is trust has to do with three things. First, it has to do with authenticity you have to be authentic you have to be you you as what as a, as a human being as going back again okay human being everyone to make mistake and then the second thing you uh, in 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 that trust issue after you have an authenticity you need to have what i call it uh humanity so you have an empathy empathy will be the key you know imagine i've i'm in that position so this is uh, so Doing in my work, it's not rocket science, What you need to have a big heart. And the last one will be logic. Logic, we can discuss. Logic means how would you approach them. So in terms of heart, number one, so usually I visited them inside the prison. Just, and I have pro- a lot of projects in prison and none of my projects in prison has to do with so-called the de- deradicalization or ideology or about. Or talking about, oh, this is the correct way to understand Islam or jihad is right, uh, jihad is wrong and all of this stuff. Instead, I did a cooking class in my in, in prison. Because Indonesia. Hey? Cooking yeah. class in <laughs> prison? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah,
4: cooking
1: class in prison. So, I mean, like the real greeting for Indonesian is actually not selamat pagi or good morning. Have you eaten? Oh, no, let's eat. Oh, coffee, so I always revolve <laughs> around food. So people say, "How could you do that?" it just give a nice food, you know. We talk of a nice food, and then we when okay, and then we when we when we eat food, it has to do with hormonal, you know. It's it produces either dopamine and serotonin, so it's make us feel good about ah, uh, we feel good about it. So that's number one. Heart, you need to win their trust. Listening, this is the key things you need to listen because we tend to. Th- we don't want to listen you know we, we we don't put we we tend to lecture we because for me understanding the process of this individual to get involved doesn't mean supporting and often because we tend we don't we don't want to listen we come up with the assumption we think that religion or ideology is the only reason for them to join of course it's not you know, I've been to Southern Philippines many mm. times, interviewing mm-hmm. those who join. I mean, like many of them do not even read Quran. You know, <laughs> they mm-hmm. don't read yes, Quran. that's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah.
4: Yeah. true. <laughs> even in
1: Indonesia too, you know, I interviewed those so-called terrorists, or oh, they are driven by uh, Al Qaeda ideology. When I met him, my God, this guy full of tattoos. Even they learn how to read Quran inside the prison. So we have been barking in the wrong trees. Yes, religion is very important, but not everything. So number one will be heart. So understanding, listening, heart. And the number two will be secondary what I call it hand. Hand mm-hmm. means uh, give them meaning, something to look after. Uh, so they know when they cut to uh, when they get up in the morning, they have something okay, uh, meaningful to do. In the, in my case, because many of my graduate or my graduate of my program, or those who are in my program, are many written foreign fighters, including those in mm-hmm. In, in southern Philippines, the guy named Yusuf, you know. So I transferred him his skill from using AK forty seven to fried duck. So the idea of not challenge but channel. Because you cannot really destroy the energy. That's what Albert Einstein keeps saying. You know, you can't destroy the energy. What you can do is only channeling. So as a social intervention, if if you want to intervene them, you need to channel their energy into a completely different direction. A, a, an activity that gives them meaning, mm. and basically it's what you know. I think in Southern Philippines or in Indonesia too, there are a lot of initiative has been done uh, on this very particular issue. And the last one I call it head, which is ideology. You need to revisit. So, but but once they trust you, they have something meaningful, self-sustainable project. And last one, they, they will revisit their own understanding. And this is my latest activities, which is I use a documentary film, film as a way to, you know, like to, I call those graduates of my program as a credible voice. Those who has been done this, done that, and reached a point in their life. I don't want to do it again. It's not nice being terrorists or, or leaving this one, but, and they generally want to be part of the peace solution. And then this is what I turn them into credible voice. Therefore, they get involved in my campaign project. And, and this is super important. When we do all of this, gender matters. And what I'm trying to say here is that radicalization is not gender neutral. Men mm-hmm. and women experience differently. So no way for us, if we want to help them get out or reintegrate re- or whatever you should call it, Without gender perspective, you know because a number of cases you know like uh, those who joined to Afghanistan to to us like, say recently in Syria, some of them suffer uh, what do you call it uh, some of them are as within the youth a quest for a sense of true masculinity or what a pretty right. good man you know so it's, That's right. yeah, this is the thing, and some women sorry to say some women they also look hopelessly romantic men in real world and they searching for romantic through social media, and this, you know, ISIS predators eventually recruited these girls. You know, therefore, many cases migrant workers get involved. So this is new thing. So I use a graduate of my program as a credible voice to challenge the narrative of these radical groups.
2: I think that's uh, yeah. that. That's really a very very wise uh, right. move because. Uh, I, I've seen, for instance, how my government uh, tries to handle messaging for uh, the radicalization or even prevention of violent extremism, and it doesn't really work when you have government officials exactly. saying peace is the way, or or you have a um, a, a young professional who obviously doesn't come from the grassroots saying peace is the way. Your way, I think, is, is the effective one where you get an ex-detainee uh, and an ex-violent uh, extremist saying, no, this is not
1: the way. I know because I've been there, done that. And then this is why my intervention people think, well, oh, you are good. No, the, we help them. We, what you call it, we we polish, you know, we polish, we, we, because we understand communication. And more importantly, if you want to communicate well, abstraction doesn't work. Oh, Islam is really, mm. yeah, it's, it's true, but it's so abstract. It's so abstract. Right. Uh, but, okay, for instance, if I can say, oh, this Dania, a girl, 16 years old girl, was radicalized online. She wanted to be part of Islamic caliphate, went there. It was horrible living under the Islamic State and coming Mm -hmm. back. And then he tells the lies of ISIS. Just Mm. that's it. People think, hang on a minute, this guy's for real. So people always want to see simple, relatable individual. And my actually my main job now is I'm a talent scouting of those, uh, what I call it, credible voice. So I'm Mm -hmm. running a community website called Brawl, where I work closely with social media companies, mm-hmm. like Facebook and Google. To 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 now to engage, uh, to 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 embark on this uh, intersections between or you know, conferences between you online and offline radicalization I and mean, therefore we need to have these two combinations. You know? you cannot just do it now offline. You need to do it online, but online alone will not be working. Then mm-hmm.
4: okay.
2: that means uh you and I were not uh, going to be good spokespersons
4: <laughs> because
2: we're, we're too uh, ideological, esoterical, whatever. <laughs> what do what you say, it? Dina?
3: Well, I agree with that. But the thing is, you know, as I was listening to Norhuda, right? I have a female you know,
1: name. You know, it's nice to have it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you're very in touch <laughs> with the feminist side.
3: I want to ask you, right? Okay, I agree with the point when you say that, you know, we've got to give a human voice and face to these perpetrators, the terrorists or sympathizers, right? Now, why haven't governments all around the world actually taken your tack? Why is it still the same thing? Like, okay, I mean, you know, when we work with donors, right? They seem to have a standard template when it comes to PvE, C V E. And Here we are, people at PCID, Iman, even you, we're trying to negotiate and say, this template is not working. Why is that?
1: I wish I could answer your question. You know, I've never been in part of the government. If I can answer, maybe, you know, I will be part of my government. I don't know. Seriously, I don't know. But I think, I think, you know, I don't know, seriously, Dina. I don't know. I'm not coming from the government. But I think because... It has to do with the, because I think, you know, our approach, my approach, wow, this is very soft. Being soft and understanding is difficult. Being tough is easier. Yeah. Because when you open, when you have an open system, man, you have a constant engagement all the time. Yeah. Right. But the people say, being tough is tough. No, being tough is easier. Being easy, not being easy. I mean, being what you call it. I would call it this understanding, you know. It's just because it's, it's. a I call my initiative always in a, so like I sounds like my PhD, you know, let's call it co-constructive reality, you know. So it's very. Sounds easy. heavy. <laughs> so basically <laughs> collaboration. So when I want to come up with, let's like say assuming I want to target woman for my engagement. And then I would super specific which woman, which part of, demographic and then okay this is then not me who will be speaking i will ask someone in that very community to speak and then i help to craft what i mean to craft okay for social media this long for radio this uh, for direct investment this and this is, so that's my job and this is the messaging and then message must be super clear maximum 3 cannot have so many mm. Thing like that. So I use, because relatability is very important in any so-called PCVE, you know.
2: You're absolutely correct. And having worked with government, there are a couple of factors here for democratic countries like ours. First, the political window of opportunity, because we have elections. Mm. So if you have been elected and you become now the the government, you have a time span, so you exactly. want to have successes in the time span. And, like you said, it's quicker, it's faster to go state security, right? But the work that you and I and uh, and uh, Dina's group it you have to have a very long uh, window here. you have to you have to look down the road and you have to do it slow by slow, step by step. So that doesn't work with government. And then, of course, if you're in the military, you know, how do, How do you deal with like repent government, people?
1: You, know? you sound like a repentant government. I'm a repentant journalist. I'm a <laughs> because the reason why I repent being journalist when I was a journalist, journalism is great work, but oftentimes journalists are only interested in story alone. They come and then go back, and then, okay, nothing to do with this anymore. Mm. I, I'm a journalist by training. I use the storytelling, the power of storytelling. You know,
3: on this note, right, I'm talking about storytelling. Um, I helped out with a media training in November. Mm. And we talked to a lot of, you know, Malaysian journalists. Okay, I think there are very few storytellers in Mm. journalism per se, all around the world, right? Mm. And we said that when you cover things like terrorism or VE, violent extremism, you need to go beyond just saying this bomb was blasted here, blah, blah, blah. It cannot be straightforward reportage. Yeah, yeah, but how do you train, you know, journalists to get to the story? Is storytelling, you know, just an innate talent that you not everyone can inherit? How?
1: This will be a different uh, type of uh, a podcast, you know. You are a storyteller yourself. You are a great writer, you know. So, and, and, but storyteller, but storyteller is one thing, but the most important would be what I call it, narrative. Mm. Narrative. Because all the terrorists are, as me, let's say, assuming they're terrorists that use hijack Islam, for instance. Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi wrote PhD on mm. the role of a poem, Jahiliyyah, the author of so the poem. Ooh. Yeah, he's a PhD. Do you mm-hmm. have a, no a copy idea. of it? Yeah, okay. <laughs> that's a good question. <laughs> that's an inspiration, you know, if you want to challenge, uh, okay. So <laughs> so and it's, it's because if you look at all those, if I was in North, Southern Philippines many times, they use a power of narrative yes. storytelling and also in Indonesia too, also in Malaysia. And yet we come up with a jargonic and single one. Then people move with a the story. Therefore people keep reading Quran where people keep reading Bible because it's all about story, about right. narrative. Right. So when I have a something, when I do, when I have a let's say credible voice, then a moment I will say, okay, just like follow what Aristotle's come up with the theory of storytelling, beginning, middle, and end. That's all. That's it. No more three seasons. Therefore, I said, if you if you want to come up with formula, you must to cut down into three. More than three. Cannot remember anymore. Three. If you look at all my explanation, is always the magic of three. Three, how I engage. Yeah. Three of this. Mm. Oh, because then, then if you want to more than three, you have to find ways to make it into three. Storytelling also like that. You have to have a beginning, middle, and end. Or maybe you can start the end a bit, but you have to unravel why this thing happening. So, no. Even when before we start our conversation, we talk about the story. Right. And the story cross a cut, cross across countries, demographic, age, religions, and we can come up with different reflections. You watch uh, Toro? I forgot. Like because my son loved that one too. My mm. wife also loved that one too. But I like because but my favorite show is always a stand up comedian. You know, like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like to see stand up, you know, like the deaf Chapel and things like that. So it's make me okay. This nice way of engaging. That's a
2: good approach too, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, this is a good approach too. I'm learning, yes. you know. I want I'm learning. I'm learning. You know. I'm, 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 I I I might need to have internship with Haris Dina. I want to learn <laughs> or with Kumar. I don't know with, with which one is the. Who's the, the, uh, the comedian I should... A oh, number of good Filipino comedian in America, you know? Yeah, Jokoy. Yeah, yeah. Jokoy. <laughs> <laughs> but,
3: you know, I think, I mean, back to this. I don't mean to drag, you know, but what you're thing is very interesting. How do we incorporate this into peace building, Amina? You know, I you mean, know, um, we, yeah.
2: you Yeah. Know, building, building on that, um, Dina, our friend Nurhuda has written... And uh, really incorporated into his documentary, as he mentioned earlier, about the culture of masculinity, masculinity that uh, is at the center of these violent extremist um, groups. And Nuruda, so if you inject women, peace and security, get the women leaders who are very active at the community level, is it? Do you think will this possibly change the idea of uh, masculinity that is so attractive to young girls? I mean, they believe that if they marry a Ji or an ISIS leader or soldier, that mm-hmm. you know it's very romantic and yeah. there will be this strong guy to mm-hmm. protect them. So, is 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 that uh,
1: a way? We need to incorporate gender perspective, especially Mm. this notion of toxic masculinity in every single step of our policymakers. You know, as again, those who radicalize, assuming those who get involved in terrorism, let's say uh, before ISIS, we haven't seen a woman, right? Like a direct involvement, very few. But after ISIS, because of social media democratizing people joining jihad, joining uh, radicalizations. But even then, man is in relation to woman. It's almost like that, mm-hmm. almost like that. So when man died, the wife will prepare the kid with a different narrative. If we do not engage the wife, then we just create a cycle of hatred. Therefore, today's issue, it has to do with the generational problem. In Indonesian context. for example, has to do with the story of Darul Islam. You know, the first, mm-hmm. the very foundation of the nation, you know, because right. there was a debate whether should Indonesia become the Islamic State or not. The nationalists, no, we need to respect others. But this guy, even though we kill, uh, the government killed him, uh, create a new generation because of kinship. Married also in, in southern Philippines, obvious reason, the rule of this uh, familial connection, even now the most scary part, Will be the recent killing of uh, the recent death of the Hashimi, the leader of Islamic have to State. Yes, you read
3: about that. Yeah, yeah Islamic hmm. State.
1: The whole family killed themselves. You know?
3: Right.
1: The, this is very scary. When this this, you can see uh, the fami- suicide, familial terrorism. So the whole family, because before it's individual, you cannot tackle this issue without a gender perspective, you know. which we think as if normal. So Surabaya bombing was wake-up call. We have another Medan. We have low bombing. It's very creepy, you know, if we do not incorporate gender perspective yeah. in the way we deal with this issue.
2: Yeah. Nor pragmatically, because, you mm. know, I, I've looked at uh, so many action plans yeah. to, for prevention of violent extremism, and, well, it's good enough that they inject gender. But mm-hmm. pragmatically speaking, how what like like what pr- practical steps could you recommend for instance we know very well that the mother is is at the heart and yeah. if you reach the mother then she can be part of a powerful network to teach the children for the prevention of violent extremism so how would you reach the mother how would you now Train her, educate her, so that she can be the wall that uh, prevents extremist thoughts from entering the family and entering the children.
1: I think you came up with a, such a good intentions, but also we have to think we shouldn't securitize mother. Mm. This is the temptation for security forces, mm. state security approach. And we do not use human security approach, I use a gender. In terms of a social relations, you know, mm-hmm. the balance power, you know, the balance of power. One thing that definitely, for practical reason, number of staffing in all the CV, in all the security forces, at least 40, 60, or in my team, in my team, in my own team, I always check the balance of my team. At least now, uh, we have uh, 12 of staff, and mm-hmm. then we have a se- uh, uh, sorry, we have a seven woman. Six uh, boys, uh, mm. six men. So I mean, like the composition also changed. You know, your considerations. Just one example: when I did, when I did the uh, what I call it the rescue mission in Iraq. You
3: know, uh-huh.
1: All the female were uh, all the th- the team was male, and I said mm. I cannot do it. We need to have a female. It's it's That's very right. true. Then we That's we then right. then we when we when we involved in that question and then one of those one of those uh, women is to save as a very basic woman need, oh, mm. I, need, I, I, just, you know, I need this, I need that. As a man, I cannot relate. Mm-hmm. It's the first thing. So stuffing yeah, yeah. is very important. The composition mm. is very important. This is, this is the, the reason why I keep, I, I'm not bragging, but this is because now radicalism is not only the domain of men. Yes. And it's wrong to assume that men is inherently violent Right. And woman mm-hmm. is inherently peaceful. I
2: agree. 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 Uh, look at look at what the
1: historically what the example, you know, uh, Mahatma Gandhi said no peace, no violence. Margaret Thatcher, okay, we need to attack Falkland. Yep. I'm
2: like it's, it's <laughs> okay. mm. I, w- I I would say that Nurhuda is less violent than me. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs>
2: I, I think this is what happened. I am like
4: people
1: in the Indonesian case, for instance, you know, one of the re- requirements for uh, release terror, t- terrorist to release out from the jail, you need to sign kind of a loyalty to the nation, you know, like a mm. signature. And you know what? The woman said, if you sign, I divorce you. So there are mm. many cases of divorce. Women asking for divorce because men mm. want to sign the loyalty for my country. Yeah. And, and people ignore this because... We assume that it was the men who really committed to the cause, and to my surprise too, even those who I rescued in Syria, mm. it was the woman who provoked the husband to go. It's not real Yeah. Really.
2: And what is the story? Why? Why did the woman uh, provoke the the husband to go to Syria?
1: Because the husband has okay. The the story like the Dania, sixteen years old girl was so intense to study religion through social media from say, Google and then and all of that, you know, so start because of the algorithm, you know, and then so, and the father was clueless about religion, I mean, like very limited knowledge and the mother just in the position of learning passionately about Islam, what I call a newborn Muslim and then mm-hmm. oh, we go, we go, so it was a woman, I mean, like, People assume wrongly. I did research also all because I this uh, this community website called Ruang Overall. I got so much contact from Indonesian, Malaysian,
4: hmm. not
1: yet Philippine, I haven't gone, contacted all media, and then I make a survey, 70, 70, and most of them, most of the women and children, and majority of them, it was them who asked the wife, the husband to go. Hmm. It is fascinating. I'm like, blow my mind too. So, but I know it's in theory that I deal, but we, we have been wrong looking at this issue. This is a new yeah. subject, but we need to, I mean, like in our in our approach, is relatively new, but I think if you follow the Beijing, the UN, you know, like a UN Women Peace and Security, is not new. Yes. We haven't really expanded it yet.
2: Yes, yes, absolutely. But um, going to a more regional um perspective, uh, Nurhuda, you've you've, uh, been interviewed and and you've written about the impact of the victory of the Taliban on uh, violent extremism uh, taking root in in Southeast Asia. Mm. Can you tell us a little bit more about what made you say that?
1: I think we have to look at Taliban, not only a Taliban as a Taliban, as a movement now, but you have to look at Taliban as an idea too, you know? As a, uh, an idea of uh, having a strict interpretation of Islam as a possible way to run a country instead of democratic one. It is uh, it has a specific traction because uh, in the region some of us are a bit fed up with the democracy leading completely a different directions. So this Islam, <laughs> I say, why don't we try this one? And that, I feel a, you. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, like I mean, like some of at least in my country, or maybe Tuna can share more. We already release a genie out of the portal. Right. Political identity. Right. And so political identity is very hard. So this is, this is in terms of the long term impact. So we have to take this very seriously. But in the of super practical part will be, uh, Taliban itself is a uh, so Afghanistan is a fledgling democracy. A very. In a flight fled- not I don't know whether democratic I mean, like t- Taliban is in a shaky position now, very weak state, mm-hmm. even cannot survive by itself. Still, rely heavily on donors. Now they have a new problem with this: the rise of ISIS Khorasan.
2: Exactly, they cannot yes. handle this.
1: And yes. this ISIS Khorasan, who could a group now? I mean, like it's a great new problem. They they cannot handle themselves. as the Taliban. No, they have a new enemy, and mm-hmm. the, the, it's a powerful, also getting stronger. The recent attack in Kunduz mosque and Wana mm-hmm. Then the scariest part will be, the, the operative, those who carried the attack, are not coming from, are not only Afghanis, another ethnic from Uyghur, mm-hmm. uh, from so so you can they're see coming in from started, China. Yeah, yeah, it's attracted, attracted already. Attracted already specific traction outside people outside that country, the rise of possible of mobilization, especially with the release of a narrative, like say, mm-hmm. "Oh, this is the blissful place of Khorasan, mm-hmm. using specific Islamic of history, and it is not only theory. Not Ten Indonesian was arrested in Bangkok,
4: and then mm-hmm.
1: they wanted to go to 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 Afghanistan to join ISIS-Khorasan, they're you not know, reported. They learned it only social media too. And already some two Malaysians arrested there too. I mean, like the connection is already there. I'm not alarmist. But social media has changed the landscape of joining from right. collective actions. You have to join group before, like a J.I., Abu Sayyaf, right. all of it. But no, it's connective actions. You just connect with an idea. You can just go, you know.
0: Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and three hundred and sixty five day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
2: Dina, uh, Iman has been looking
3: looking into that, hasn't it? Yeah, especially and TikTok soup coming, you know. Hey, don't mention this TikTok thing. <laughs> I mean, too, too. I'm having trauma here. You know, I I find that, you know, whenever we talk, I mean, not just with this podcast, but everyone's podcast, everyone is doing such good work, very commendable, award-winning work. But still, there is that disconnect between the work that researchers do, civil society does, mm. and governments, you mm. know, or, or maybe not even governments, maybe donors. I mm. know. How are we going to meet halfway if... Now, in the age of, what, in the year 2022, despite COVID, that disconnect is still there. Mm. How are we going to overcome this?
4: Well,
2: first, I think yeah, Nurhuda has got to make an award-winning documentary and get an Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> then the world will take notice. But, <laughs> okay. but I agree with you, Dina. What, what, what do you think, Nurhuda?
1: I think it's cliche to say, right, because I think... Pentahyelic approach will be the future of our... You know, you cannot do it alone, basically. Nope. Yeah. We are civil society. We have a lot of... I mean, an academic now. I mean, I'm a hybrid, you know, like civil society and mm-hmm. an academic. We have a lot of ideas. But brutally honest, we don't have money, you know. Nope. Yeah. Betul. The- <laughs> we don't need. So I try a bit what I call it uh-huh. social entrepreneurship. You know? mm-hmm. I try uh-huh. of each of my initiative... Simple, duplicable, and self-sustained. So my cafe is still running now.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah I meant to ask you. So your cafe is doing it's well, still running, of course. And I it's still are. being run by the ex uh, yeah, the tenis? It's a
1: produce, detainees. Wonderful. And... Oh. I mean, like, this is the thing, you know. So people, so when I do this kind of initiative, I will never ever mention oh Jihadi house Club. No, it's just like a I... people come because the food is okay. So, <laughs> I mean, okay, I mean, like a decent one, people can eat. So, so this is, so, so I try like this. So, this storytelling stuff, I'm telling, oh, we need to do story. I try to make it my own tiny one, like production, right. and also story. So, when we have all my, I try to do good, but I'm still, my team still get basically in basic income, salary. I mean, like they have hmm. something. So, hopefully, governments start to look at this as a possible ways. But my mind concerned that oftentimes governments see our initiative like this as their competitors, as, a, yeah, as a, what yeah. Amina said. Because, in the end of the day, as a politician, you need to win public support. You cannot right. be seen weak before your civil society. But this is a completely wrong way to look at you know? Right.
4: Mm-hmm. We are Absolutely
1: still, right. still we, I think we are still a still long, still long way to go. <laughs> But I think the fact, I think you have to be very We are very grateful now with the technology. Three of us can talk from three different countries with the peculiar ideas. Hopefully (laughs) it it has ramifications and Uh real one. And the reason why I'm so obsessed with making documentary because people can see that our intervention actually is about human. It's Mm. about Mm. how to humanize them. And it's real. Uh Mm-hmm. The impact is super real, I think I don't know deny whether i ever come to my cafe meeting with one of the graduates of my cafe too and some of them I send them to study, they graduate here and there and now become even though I live here in Singapore, I cannot come back. The initiative is still running you know it's not
4: it's not uh dying yeah. on hey? it's, their,
2: it's their own cafe cafe already. So I'm 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 really glad to to hear that, but um, Dina, what's the possibility of that happening? Uh, that kind of uh, self-sustaining entrepreneurship for these ex-detainees—is that a possibility? Uh, you find that in Malaysia?
3: No, I think in one week. That... <laughs> I mean, why why you no very quickly, Dina? Why you said no very quickly? <laughs> My God. <laughs> No, we're very authoritarian, you know. Hey, don't say that. Democratic. I Ayub may be
1: listening to you,
3: you know. And he's now in charge of narcotics, okay. No, can whisper voice. others <laughs> No, but I don't think this is going to happen. The fact that, look, we have refugees, right?
1: Yeah. Um,
3: and if you are the right kind of refugee, you're able to work in social enterprises like Pichar mm. Eats. But if you are undereducated, and you're of the wrong skin colour. You know, you do labour jobs, you're always on the run. Mm. Um, there have been initiatives. That I will not deny that, but that's all done by, you know, CSOs.
4: Mm. And like Fuji. Even
3: then, yeah, Fuji. There's also Mahis Beyond Borders, you know. Yeah. But mm. Again, the stress of having to deal with this because this is not sanctioned, you know. Yeah. I mean, I think, and you <sighs> want to talk about terrorists, um, I know Yazid Suphat's wife, Kachomil, has this lovely restaurant in yeah. a very trendy part of KL. Mm-hmm. But uh, from what I get is that she is still being monitored because they believe that she is, you know, she is involved also. So, you kind of see like outward acceptance but really it's not, it's not like you Noda's know, restaurant. You know, it's in Georgia right? <laughs> yes. I mean like, I think what,
1: I think, because, okay, the way I handle these people, okay, first of all, I never use the term handle. The way I deal with them I, as again, the, in the beginning of my talk, it's about humanity. I treat them as a fellow human being. I help them to find their own call. Cafe, just one of the possible ways, one of the possible ways for them to find the meaning, the second step, which is hand. Unlike you from the government, you do it, you do it. Some government trying to give a job, but sometimes the job, the job that they give, Do not give them a possibility to flourish. And Mm -hmm. this is the problem. It's just like a shitty job cleaning or whatever. No, it cannot do that. So the key will be humanize them and make sure the possibility of flourishing. Right. As a human being and let them. So I call it multi-level marketing of kindness, you know. Mm -hmm. When they recruit, recruit others, recruit others. So now because I create a model, those terrorists running around former uh, visited the prison no longer me because they know the model, and I'm not bluffing. You come to Indonesia, I call this. They can't come, come. They can meet. The Usually, you can see. You know.
2: Yeah, which reminds me, uh, nuruda you, you you wrote uh, a really inspiring and it touched me. Uh, I think your interview. You're following that young man, Haris.
4: Oh, Haris! yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: You wrote about him. Uh about how he started to change after reading this Indonesian novel, uh yeah. Rainbow Legion? Talk. Legion of
1: Yeah, Legion, yeah. yeah. Rainbow
2: Legion. And I was just thinking, are you going to do a short uh film with Harris uh, as the lead? You know, a la Princess Mononoke, like Harris <laughs> is uh is the prince uh, well, the
1: beauty part, the, beauty, the beauty part, about Harris, no, he get married and get a boy now, mm. and then no, he's no is not only he not he just is, he, he, he he's not just get married with any girl, married from middle class, so Indonesian call they call it Jakarta Selatan. Let's like, say. You know what? What is the fancy area in Man- Manila? You know Makati. I don't know. Makati still... Forbes Park. Oh yeah, that's kind of area middle class. Running his own her own mosque. I'm like transform. It's, you can see real and so rewarding. Mm. And I think I made a small clip of him in one of my pro- film project with the Singapore. You know, I can send it to you the link. But I think one of so not the title. I mean, it's something that I was saved by love. You know, because. Literally that what happened. That was what happened.
2: That's beautiful. What do you think, Dina? Can Iman produce a <laughs> short film that uh, Nurhuda can direct?
3: We had to find money first.
2: I was
1: <laughs> by love. That's cute.
3: <laughs> Your son
1: also filmmaker, Amina. I know. He's such a cool guy. Oh, you mean uh, Iba?
2: Yeah. He's now very much into the digital world and uh, he's the one who gives me you know, some information, but I keep telling him to, you know, to to look at that, making films and and stuff like that. Uh, but uh, yeah,
1: because I think when with Harris, it's, I mean, like me personally, when I look at Harris, because fifty-five of his friends either died, wow. arrested, or stayed, or now in Syria with no news,
4: and yeah. now here we are
1: now. I sent him. To study, graduated, and when you know because of searching of masculinity, and then married, to, uh, and then fall in love with uh, a girl. Now he's a boy. I mean, like, and then he said, "Okay, I want to study my master. Okay, improve your English." And then mm-hmm. you talk to Amina and Dina one time. Oh, he can
2: come to the University of the Philippines and do his master's degree here. Yeah,
4: mm-hmm.
2: yeah, if he yeah, improves yeah. his English.
4: No no
2: I, no, can, he can, I he can I can help I can see help you
1: he, he he interview in English too.
2: Yeah. What do you think Dina? You be the the producer and bankroll <laughs> a film? <laughs> Ew,
3: not going to be easy. But it's an idea we can talk about, you know. Rohuda, I know that we owe you a proposal. We haven't done it yet. <laughs> We're too tiny, but yes, oh. But I on. send
1: it to you my draft of proposal. See what happens. if I if okay. I get it then I can share with you how actually you make a proposal. Okay, <laughs> I sent it okay. to you the whole, right? I didn't get it. Hey, I sent it to you. <laughs> what? I sent it That's to you. Check your WhatsApp, dude. <laughs> hey.
2: This is this is the problem. We're not doing things face to face.
3: Hey, on WhatsApp,
1: I'll show you
3: Profile, no, KPP ada. Profile Ooh. KPP. Hey, Filipino on board. All right. Oh, final <laughs> proposal, that one. You yeah, that, that one. My God,
1: awesome. what are you talking about? This I said everything, then how much money I applied.
3: <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Oh, there's a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, it's almost 2 o'clock now, I mean. Yep. Yes.
1: But the project, the one that I apply is very specific. I'm going yeah. to train my mm-hmm. uh, official mm-hmm. to understand the ro- woman, you know, to understand the role of gender in this, you know. So capacity building is so I see myself as a. my seem I see myself as because I'm lucky as a hybrid between an activist and an academic. So uh-huh. strengthening the state capacity will be my next level of uh mm-hmm.
2: okay so so let's do the closing um yeah. uh, the closing segment so okay right. so, so dina nurhuda uh, has inspired me with his strategy that focuses on heart and head yeah. yes and he forgets stomach <laughs> because, uh, you know, the, the cafe that, uh, he uh-huh. started for the ex-rebels, you, you did say that the the food is okay, right? So, so, I think stomach, but that's so, that's so amazing, Nurhuda. And I thought maybe you'd like to, um, leave a message, uh, give a message to all of our listeners about how maybe maybe they very could spiritual. do it.
1: Yeah, the, the the message is very straightforward. It's about how to humanize others. No one born as a terrorist, and to be one requires processes, and that process is not gender neutral. What I did is not what I call it. It doesn't require you to be super smart or BSD. It just happened. PhD. Mm-hmm. People, I hope by having BSD, people will start to look at my work seriously. <laughs> but. You know, it's it about humanity. You know, let's just give them a second chance. I, I can do it. If I can do it, you can do it too. All the audience can do it. Just open your heart. Embrace humanity. You know, big heart. Empathy. That's the key. It's not about science. <laughs> yeah.
3: No, this is really wonderful. You know, I suppose when we do peace building, work, we deal with conflict, so we get a bit intense. We see, we see the darkness more yeah. than light. But this is a... Fantastic strategy to talk about, to, you know, incorporate in our work. Absolutely.
2: Oh. And Nurhuda, I, I think you should tell uh, people who are interested in your short films how they can find it on YouTube. Is there a website? Oh, no, I no, me no, 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 no. Okay,
1: some, okay. Okay, they can come to, they can contact me or they can go to our website, Ruang because some of the film is uh, should be screened with the request of uh, the credible voice. You know, because the whole point of having the film is to have a direct engagement. That sounds Some good. Of them are on YouTube. Some of them are on YouTube. Already.
2: So that's the Ruang. Can you spell that, Nuruda? My Indonesian is horrible. <laughs>
1: so what's the, what's
2: the website?
4: What's the website?
1: I run it here in the chat.
4: ruanggobro. dot
1: id. It just recently won international multi, multicultural award from the Australian government.
4: So I'm, I'm I'm really happy we
2: were able to snag Nurhuda Ismail. Yes.
4: Uh, the
2: <laughs> repentant journalist.
1: See, Dina, and also Amina, my guru.
2: <laughs> Our repentant journalist and filmmaker yeah. who, as far as I'm com- concerned, Dina, is like the the Indonesian Ghibli. <laughs> and uh, he's going to provide us enough wind so that we can continue flying with the doves of peace. What do you think, Dina?
3: I think we need more stories, you know. Um I think we need more stories that will anger us, make us happy, make us sad. We need thinking stories, you know. And Nohuda, I hope that upon, once you're done with your fellowship at RZN, you need make more <laughs> films. Yeah?
1: <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm producing a film now uh, oh, called great. Radically Romantic. I story know. story about a uh, migrant worker. Who become uh-huh. um, who involved in terror? Okay, this is interesting. Migrant worker, okay. and then married a woman, so it's a lesbian uh-huh. cases, and then finally she did a research, bumped mm-hmm. into one of the content that being lesbian is just disgusting thing. I said, Oh, I wanted want to clean herself uh, from mm-hmm. sin, what so called, did research and join and radiate herself to be a suicide bomber. Uh-huh. In Hong Kong, transfer the yeah. money. Busted. So we are now in the process of helping her start a new life. So radically romantic and married online somehow. I mean, like very interesting. So hmm. it, it, it will be released by September to commemorate the 20, not to commemorate, I don't like to say to commemorate, the 20 years of the Bali bombing. So I want to show that this is the shift online and woman. You that,
2: that sounds good.
1: Sorry, I'm talking too much. Okay.
2: And and with that, to, to our dear Nurhuda Ismael, our filmmaker and a repentant journalist, thank you very much. Thank you. To all of those listening to She Talks Peace, this is Amina Rasul saying thank you and see you again for next week's episode of She Talks Peace.
3: Dina? Nice. Nurhuda, no, thank you. We hope to see you in real life. No more of this virtual thing. Ah, uh, Tayala. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'll, I'll see you next week. It's good to host this, you know. We've been around for almost a year now. So, yeah, there's more work to do. Uh, to everyone listening, thank you for listening to us.
0: Bye. Bye. Bye.
3: Bye.
0: She Talks Peace is brought to you in partnership with Podcast Network Asia and Podmetrics, the easiest way to monetize your podcast. For more information, check out their website at podcastnetwork.asia and podmetrics.co. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia